0: Hello Lisa Sinclair.
1: How are you? Well, I'm
0: alright. Freedom day yes. has come. And come and come.
1: gone. <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a dab squib wasn't it quite literally?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know I think I think it's been rained out hasn't it? It's been so rainy and cold in Sydney that everyone's like I'm not going out it's raining. I've forgotten how to go out I think. Yes. I've, I've forgotten what I can and can't
0: do anymore.
1: Yeah, it's just a bit <laughs> weird and orky isn't it? You go yeah. Hello. And you don't know, hug
0: no, kiss no. No, but um, even like, if the Uber driver, Uber food man came last night with something for me to eat, and I didn't know whether I was supposed to have a mask on or meet him at the door. I had forgotten what the rules were. It's confusing, isn't
1: it? Oh, so, so I anyway. hear you, I hear you. Um, well, anyway, let's talk about some things, Claire Isaac, and yeah. I'm Lisa Sinclair. Um, we've got some snack attacks, and culture club. Ooh, ooh. Um, Quite a lot of culture club. Mm We'll whiz whiz through. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell you that what people with nice-smelling homes never do. Is it fart? (laughs) It isn't, Claire. Miss Vulgar. Good (laughs) Lord. You're going to tell me that my bad memory is actually just that I've got short attention span? Yes. And... Was there anything else? <laughs> Just jokes. <laughs> yeah, <you did> <laughs> and I've got a big question. Yes, it's a beauty spot. Yeah, Let's do it. Okay. That's me doing the little <laughs> the clapping for you so you don't have to put don't it have in. I do edit
0: it in. Exactly. Yeah. Always so thoughtful.
1: Yeah. I am talking to you today, Claire, from a hotel room.
0: Yes, because there's nothing you like more than staying in a, <laughs> in a hotel for extended yes. periods of time.
1: I'm not in quarantine this time. I'm just having my floor sanded. So um, I have decamped into the Shangri-La in Sydney. Wow. And I got a very good deal. And then apparently this weekend, every hotel room in Sydney is booked out and they're charging an enormous money to stay everywhere. Wow. So um, I think I'm feeling quite smug at the moment. Mm. Yes, Hmm. I
0: I think... um... I was looking around for places to go in November for with a girlfriend, and like everywhere we looked at, which we had looked at in winter and had to cancel because of COVID, everywhere is booked out now.
1: Booked out. Booked solid. solid. Yes, but I'm glad that my hotel quarantine stay hasn't ruined hotels for me yeah, for life. It's like you have to get back on the horse. Back on the horse, very much enjoying, but you see the difference is when you come as a guest and not as an enemy of the state. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got I've got my slippers and my fluffy robe and oh. they come and make my bed for me and Do they take even they though...
0: slippers out if you don't if you're not in this, well you don't know. Do, if they? You're in the Do they? Oh
1: yeah, you don't get any of the amenities. Oh, that's ridiculous. You don't even get little soaps. Don't you? What? <laughs> Seems a bit Nothing, chirlish. Claire. <laughs> Nothing for your four grand. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Oh, um, and so it does. not This has made you delighted. Yes, I'm very much enjoying. And um, we had a room with a little view. And then I said to the man, how much is it for the room with the big view? And he said, oh, 85 bucks upgrade a night. And so I said, I'll oh, do it, do it. So um, we can, we're can we overlooking the Opera House, the bridge, the whole harbour is laid out in Amazing. front of us.
0: Why not? It you is... know? We haven't been anywhere for, you know,
1: what seems like okay. forever. And also, I don't think you, you do have staycations ordinarily, do you? So to stay in a room in Sydney where I can almost see my house, but then I'm overlooking the harbour, which I can't usually do from my house, mm. obviously... Um, it's quite a treat, I have to say. Yeah. And then it sort of makes you realise how amazing Sydney is again. Yeah. All the ferries are bobbing around. and Bobbing. bobbing. <laughs> They're bobbing, Claire. Doing. And oh, at the nice. moment, I'm talking to you, and this sort of leads us into um, a bit of snack attack. Snack attack, snack attack, snack attack. Because snack. Um, we went to the bottle shop down at the Quay, and what I think they must specialise in little bottles of drink for people to drink on the ferries or something, because there's lots oh. of miniature miniature bubbles and all sorts, and gin and tonics. Anyway, I picked up these blackberry spritz in a can. Archie Rose, mm. blackberry spritz with lemon myrtle and juniper in a can. Oh. Absolutely delicious, Claire. Mm. Too sweet, not too
0: sweet. No, sweetie sour. Oh, sweetie sour.
1: Yes, and I'm accompanying mm. it, Claire, with because um, <laughs> there's a British shop in the rocks. So I went and bought a packet of quavers and some discos, which are British crisps.
0: Look, you are, honestly, not happy that you are not enjoying yeah. yourself thoroughly. Uh, exactly. Loving life, Claire. <laughs> uh, loving life. It's like, hello, I am yeah. free. I can yeah. do whatever I want. Yeah. Life's well, Lisa, looking good. I also have had some snack attack scenarios. Yes. I was a bit late to the party, literally, mm-hmm. but I spent all of Sunday dehydrating some citrus fruit in my oven.
1: Now, was this so that you could put it in your negronis or what have yes, you? Yes, but
0: yes. But I, I know I'm late to the party, and I also have bought several
1: packets of dried I have pre-dried. also them. Yeah. Can I just say... Two years ago, nobody ever ever heard of these things, had they? No. Like so, it's dried bits of orange, dried yeah. lime, dried yeah. lime for your margaritas, orange for your negronis. Yeah,
0: lemon and lime and mixed fruit. You can do strawberries and things like that. I bought, but I didn't do that this time. I just bought a few um, nice oranges and some mandarins and some lemons and some limes, and then literally spent <laughs> like about seven hours dehydrating
1: them. On a, on a very low heat. On in a the very oven.
0: low heat in the oven, and of course you have to be very careful that you don't burn them, even on that low heat, because their high sugar content means that they burn. But they didn't burn, and they're delicious. And I mean, I don't know whether the time outweighed the effort and the, mm. you know, outweighed the delight.
1: But I'm making a face here.
0: I know you are. I can see it. Mm. You can see, I can see the face. I'm
1: making a. Can I just go and buy them? Please? I know.
0: Well, then, I, but it was a lot cheaper. Because, oh. you know, they're quite expensive they for, are to expensive. buy, right? So yeah. I just bought a few oranges, you know, $3 or whatever, chop them up put yeah. them in the oven. So as actually, and I guess my time on a Sunday mm. is not like I'm doing anything else of any great... I orders. know what I'm
1: getting for Christmas from you.
0: <laughs> well, then I just thought I'm just going to get a dehydrator and then my husband said, you are not... Before I'd even
1: said it, he said, you are not getting a
0: dehydrator.
1: You know what, though? It's not actually not a bad idea for Christmas presents, is it? What put mean? them in a little bag, put a bow on them. People oh, yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Happy All Christmas, right. Lisa. And then the other thing I was going to do was buy, I haven't bought it yet, but I want to, Vegemite pizza from Domino's. Uh, I did see it, yeah. Yeah, apparently people are going cray-cray for it. But, so just talk me through it. It's pizza with Vegemite cheese and cheese pizza, on top. Pizza, yeah, with Vegemite on top. And... Isn't that just Vegemite on toast? I mean... yeah. Yeah, vegemite with cheese on toast—I guess—is what it really is.
1: You know, you can make that at home. You, you can while you're doing your dehydrated fruit. <laughs>
0: God, you, could, you could have a whale of a time, couldn't <laughs> you? Um, I just thought it sounded sort of quite delicious, and then it I probably is delicious. Haven't done it. There's also a caramel milk McFlurry for those people following at home who know no, that obsession. That's not Domino's, is it? That no, that's McDonald's. McDonald's um, yeah, who know the obsession with caramel milk? Um, uh, which I also may try, but it's just some of those things where I don't want to keep going and buying these disgusting <laughs>
1: no you know, fast food. Let fast... someone else try it. Someone else try it on behalf of Claire, yeah, please. Please do. Please be my taster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. um, yeah, lovely. Okay, well, that's all a bit of fun. What about some Culture Club? Culture Club. So we both watched the finale of Ted Lasso. Yes, how did you feel about Have... it? Oh, loved it. Yeah. And everyone was whinging about the whole Nate arc. Um you've got to have a de- you've to have a villain, haven't you? I mean, otherwise it's where'd you go? I know. you see that
0: he posted a big thing on Instagram explaining no. explaining the, actor. the whole yeah, explaining the whole Nate arc? I think it was him. Right. somebody did a and about how during the series, he'd got progressively greyer and greyer. Yeah, so I saw wasn't that. I noticed such a that surprise, myself. That he had such grey hair at the end, et cetera, et cetera. But I think people didn't pick up on a lot of that because, and also because you never wanted Ted to be a bad guy. So when he got angry with Ted for, and this is spoiler alerts yeah. if you haven't seen it, when yes. he got angry with Ted, I was like, why are you angry with Ted? Like it sort of I'd, I'd passed me by a bit that he was so angry.
1: What was the grey hair about, though? I thought it was linked. I thought it was because he was going to be a baddie football coach in the vein of um, Jose, the Chelsea manager, who also has grey hair like that. Right, well, maybe but then it I read. Is. Well, no, then I read it was something to do with his dad. Right. That he was turning into his dad, who had grey hair. Oh, so, I what did the new. actual man say about the grey hair?
0: I don't know, but like, I'll find it and I'll post it in the PDAs, and then we. We'll, right. we can all discuss.
1: I thought it was good. I thought it left a few things on, obviously on. Untied so that we'll be excited for next season.
0: Yeah, and it's just nice to see them all. Every week mm. I go, oh. Yeah, and it's now exciting. I miss them because they're not around. Oh, and Keely and Keely and Roy Kent. Oh, well, they're a bit wobbly, aren't they? They are a bit wobbly.
1: Mm. I hate it when people do that thing. They're like, oh, I've bought you tickets to go here. It's like, well, just not that anyone's done it to me in the real life, but in the in the movies, <laughs> in the movies. I wouldn't like it. It's like, well, I might not want to go there. I might not want that house you've bought. I would you know?
0: like it if I didn't have anything else to do. But I'd be the kind of person that would go, but what about Freud? No one would be able to... Okay, I just, I'd always have a reason why it was a bit tricky. Mm. I just think it's a bit,
1: maybe a bit controlling or something. Oh. That's my... That's just me. That's just me, though. Mm. Um, something else I have been watching is this time with Alan Partridge. Did you watch season one of that?
0: I have watched season one, yes. So
1: oh, well, season are. two is now on ABC iView. Amazing. And it's an absolute delight. So for those who so, don't
0: know, Alan Partridge is Steve Coogan, of course, who is yes. the world famous comedian and actor from
1: Manchester. Yes. And Alan Partridge is one probably his most famous character. Yeah. And he's this yeah. annoying, um, he's like it had a BBC chat show at one point and then he's a radio DJ, and now he's back doing morning TV. But it's not a real person, obviously. Alan Partridge is a character. But he's had all these various incarnations over the last 25, 30 years, and now he's doing morning TV. And so um, this show is like a behind-the-scenes look at the morning TV show he's on, and it's just fantastic. And he's the most embarrassing, awful, awkward, annoying... Like middle-aged man, yeah. Um, but it's just glorious.
0: It is glorious. Honestly, I love. I could. I would watch Steve Coogan darn a sock, dehydrate some fruit. I'd watch him
1: <laughs> in real time. He's, he is pretty fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. I really know he's had
0: some issues, and you he know, has. I, I, mm. But I feel haven't like we a, all? Glare. He's a bit more full, fully formed these days, but I do think mm. that Alan Partridge is an absolute. is one of the best characters ever done. Yes. Um, oh, um I'll have to watch, definitely have to watch.
1: Now you've been to the cinema. I went jumping the forward cinema. here.
0: Yes. yes. I on Monday, which was the first day we could go to the cinema in, in New South Wales, apologies to Victoria. Because I went.
1: Mm-hmm. And I saw
0: Nitram. Um, yeah. and so there was a lot of there's been a lot of conjecture and a lot of talk about whether this movie should have even been made because obviously it's a very sensitive topic and mm do they glorify him and blah, blah, blah. I don't think they glorify him at all. It's, it just shows you that gun laws are really, really necessary in countries where they don't have them. It's just, you know, getting a gun when you're mentally unstable and, and um, in a place where you could harm others is just so dangerous and this is proof of
1: that. So you and, sent me a story about it. and Yeah, and then because there's... I didn't a, there's know. A I sort of, story, of knew yeah. it vaguely. I didn't know it at I, all. I, did, I knew there was a, a millionaire somewhere and I knew there was a car accident, but having read the story yeah. about that relationship, I'm like, it's unbelievable.
0: So basically, so Martin Bryant was living with this woman who is played in the movie by Essie Davis, who's the director's hmm. wife, who's, of course, Mrs. What's her name? Miss Fisher. Yes, so she's Mrs. Fisher. Anyway, so she plays this woman called Helen Harvey and she was the heir to the tax lotto fortune. So she was like this richest, richest, richy, rich lady. And she lived in real life. She lived with her mum in this rundown house. And Martin Bryant used to come around and and, um, mow her lawns. And then they became friends. And they had this relationship where they kind of saved each other. Like she was a bit mad and a bit eccentric and um a bit lost and then he was obviously had his own issues and together they kind of were okay but then she died in a car accident that it's still unclear whether the accident was his fault or not because he might have been he might have swerved the car into oncoming traffic so wasn't
1: didn't she leave everything to him in her will
0: she left him everything the house Mm. all her money
1: yeah that's the bit i didn't know that he wasn't that he'd inherited all of that
0: yeah yeah, he also it's all very great
1: gardens, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's just amazing. Like, and so the story is just horrendous, and um, it's got Judy Davis plays his mum, and um, a guy called Caleb Landry Jones plays, um, Martin Bryant, and he's just incredible. He's so eerily like him, and so scarily subtle in his performance and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, it's amazing. And Jonathan LaPaglia, not Jonathan. Anthony Lapalio plays his father. And it's very really sad. There's so, there's so much kind Sounds of anguish and depression, it's a very disturbing movie. They don't show the massacre, mm. which I think no. is a really good move. Um, it's just it's a really interesting film, and I think you know it was it was. But aside from that, it was amazing to go to the cinema to sit in an uncomfortable chair for two hours. Mm. Um, not
1: go to the toilet. Not go
0: to the toilet. Have a glass of, you know, overpriced wine. It was mm. heaven. Heaven, I tell oh, you.
1: So very I good. I'm
0: very much a fan of the cinema, as you know, and I would highly as recommend I know. going. What, um, what I, I've read a book. <laughs> You've read it for finally,
1: Lisa. I've finished book. it. Well, listen, this book, I mean, it's got to be 700 pages mm. at least. It's like an epic book. It's a proper... It literally is proper, a proper epic. Um, but it was very good. It was excellent. I got a little bit stuck in the middle, but then um, I was all guns firing towards the end. And it's called Great Circle. It's by Maggie Shipstead. And I think it's been nominated for, like, The Booker or something. And... Um, And it's just absolutely fantastic. It's about a woman. It's all, you know, made up. um, (laughs) But it's about a female aviator, um, Marion Graves, who's born in the early part of the century and is trying to be the first person to circumnavigate the globe Mm. in a plane. Mm. Um, And as a woman, obviously, that's doubly hard to do that kind of thing. And so you're sort of following her life journey through various, not just the, airline stuff but also she has a terrible marriage and um it's sort of the, the depression era hits and then war hits and she's you know got a brother and an uncle and so it's sort of a bit of a family saga but then at the same time you're going back you're going forward in time to um a hollywood actress who's playing her in a new movie oh. so you've got two stories going at the same oh. time but then they sort of um Two worlds collide. Obviously, right. um, it's six hundred and eight pages. There you go. I'm just reading that. Um, so it sort of it goes from like Prohibition to um, the war in England, and then back to LA, modern day LA, and it, and and then you don't know whether she's going to manage to circumnavigate the globe. And what will, actually you do know from the first page that she doesn't make it.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So you do actually know that, that it wasn't successful. Um, it's really, honestly, a fantastic book, and I really recommend everyone reads it. Mm, and it's amazing. definitely going to be a movie. As you're reading it, you just know there's going to be a movie you of it. Do will buy the, the Right. Do you know what? I hope not, because I'm a bit over Reese. Because mm. we're watching Morning Wars. Yes. And I was having this discussion with a friend via the text messaging. Um, let's call her Erin. <laughs> it, she Reese with the spoon plays the same character in everything, doesn't she?
0: I actually it's funny because yes, she does, but I'm kind of looking forward to this new rom com that she's filming at the moment that
1: looks Oh uh, well look, any rom com I'm gonna watch with Reese, <laughs> obviously.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, she's a bit she's a bit nothing. I mean Morning Wars is it's interesting because you said that you don't know what you can't understand what's going I'm on. I'm very confused by yeah, all the plot now. Of, I kind of, I get what you're saying. To be honest, I don't really care if I follow it or not. I just like watching them on screen. I'm
1: only watching it for Jennifer Aniston's amazing apartment, and you know, I don't know what's going on with Steve Carell in um, Italy, but oh, I, I like that the setting. Too. Yeah, I you like know, I like thing. the location, yeah. and but there and seems the car to be lots of and the, dro- and and the, the dog, yeah, and the dog. But there just seems to be lots of little strains to it now. And I'm like, where, what, where, why? Why isn't that person talking to that person? And who are they trying to stop publishing that article? And what? Yeah, so I am a bit I am a bit lost at this point. Right, right. Yes. Um, but I will stick with it, as you say. But you know what we're very excited about, Claire? Succession! Succession is back on Monday. I oh know so excited. This is another epic, isn't it? It's a family saga drama about these rich media moguls and their interwoven fights for power and the daddy matriarch across the whole thing. I'm sort of Luc-
0: tempted to quickly go back and watch season two just so I remember who's like what's going on. Although I do remember that final
1: scene was so amazing from season two, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe you could just watch the last one. Yeah. Um, the reviews are in already from the UK, and they say this masterpiece just keeps getting better. The writing is utterly brilliant. It doesn't once lose momentum. Simply put, the two-year wait was oh worth it. God, that's oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't know why we love it so much. Is it, like, the clothes? Is it the the insight into these stupidly rich people I mean, it's just and then so the power well. dynamic you know that it's, it's written, written so one so of well.
0: the women who writes it is this uk writer who um has written a lot of comedies and so there's that real sense of great dialogue that's kind yes. of you know with and like Sharp, Matthew. Funny. what's his name you yeah know, is, is sort of so hapless and cleverly written yeah. and like um, well, he's hapless, but he's devious, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. The brother of
1: Thor. Yeah. And then Roman, um, Roy, you know, Colkin, yeah, yeah, Roman, yeah, played by the younger Colkin, Kieran Colkin. Like he's a funny character as well, isn't he? He gets yeah. a lot of humor. No, it's just all too exciting. It is um, exciting. Very. Are exciting. you also excited about Adele's next? Relief well, that she's sort of. I don't really
0: easy. care. I'm not a big Adele fan, music-wise. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I like. I've always, you know, I like. I think she's great. She's got a great mm. set of pipes
1: on her. Um, I saw her when she was here on tour last, mm. um, and it was at the stadium with ninety thousand other people. And it, I thought, how is she going to do this? And she did it, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Mm. She was utterly fantastic. Yeah. She can, I mean, she's amazing.
0: Oh. She can belt out a tune. There's no denying yeah. that. Um, but I can, I, you know, I haven't missed her for example, you know. No. I
1: don't really. Care. No. I quite people? enjoyed
0: she did um, an Instagram live that was very amusing. Very funny. I was I watched that the other mm-hmm. day and she's incredibly hilarious. And when the people are asking her stupid questions she was like, "What was that? What's my body count?
1: What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. That's not my it's not my vibe, babe. Um <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's kept it real enough even though obviously she's very high these days and doesn't she lives in LA or something, does yeah. she? And, and just yeah. thought there
0: was a in that there she did this big vogue article on both sides of the pond, as they say. Yes. And she was talking about how she's spent a lot of time on herself in the last few years and I just thought, Oh, you mm. are so LA She's very LA. She looked absolutely fantastic on Vogue, didn't she? She does amazing. And not just the weight loss, just the clothes, you know. And there was a lot of talk about the weight loss and she was sort of really, that was quite interesting too. I thought it was really good what she was saying about how people were really offended that she lost the weight because she Mm. was supposed to be the spokesperson for bigger girls. But then she didn't do it to lose weight, she says. She did it to Mm. get fit and to stop being anxious and...
1: I mean God,
0: it's also it's business, isn't it? Exactly. It's also interwoven anyway, and like really, none of us we shouldn't be taking someone's weight loss or weight gain personally anyway.
1: No, that's right. I suppose because there are so few um people in the public eye who are over, say, a size in that entertainment show business arena who are over a size 16. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. I when those people then lose all the weight it's like oh god you were the, like you were the one person that we could look at and go oh okay it's all right to be me
0: yeah
1: and then uh, so then they start thinking is it all right to be me because you're you changed yourself ha-
0: You had to make yourself into that person yeah somebody need to go check on lizzo really don't they make sure she's
1: all right <laughs> i was i was wondering is lizzo done vogue
0: I don't know, but she's, out, she's oh. been out and about and she's still oh. she's still larger, larger, which mm. is good to see. But then also she can do what she wants as well. If she wants to not eat. Of oh, course
1: she can. Of oh, course she can. Mm-hmm. Now, did you read this David Sedaris book?
0: I'm in the middle of reading it. Oh, right. It's called Carnival of Snackery. It's his new book. Yeah. I love David Sedaris. Always have done. I've seen him twice now doing his talks. I don't get it. You don't? No. He's just a very funny white Jewish man, I think.
1: Right. Okay. What about Stanley Tucci? Did you read his book yet? I
0: haven't read, I haven't read it, but I thought you would have read it because you love Stanley Tucci more than anything in the world. Well,
1: it's because I don't want to buy books like his that are on the iPad. I want to buy it in the real life. Mm. So I'd have to go to a shop to buy it, I think, and I haven't quite got myself around to that yet. You can get it delivered. It could get it delivered, yes. All right, well, why not?
0: Mm. So we'll keep that in mind for another okay. time.
1: Claire, yes. have you used your belated birthday present yet?
0: Um, what was my belated birthday present? A little something from AC. Oh, I have. Hang on, this is, what are we calling this section?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, like, um, it's um, like homes home or sweet
0: something.
1: Home home. Sweet um, home sweet
0: home. <laughs> I have, Lisa. In fact, I used it today. And liking? I love it. So what Lisa gave me for my birthday, which then I didn't get because we were in lockdown and I got last weekend when we met up finally after many, many weeks of only speaking on Zoom um, or the or by text, um, was this beautiful Aesop room spray,
1: mm. geranium,
0: and I don't know, I don't have it here. It's in the other room now. Mm. Beautiful, it... beautiful.
1: Yes, you like it. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm... As you know, I love a nice smell, so I'm always burning things or smelling things or spraying things in the house. Um, (laughs) I get a bit paranoid about the cats and, like, if the house smells of cat. Um, So I'm paranoid about that. And then, and sometimes I just think, is the house a bit funky? Anyway, I read a story on apartment therapy by Mm -hmm. Ashley Abramson, and she said 14 things people with nice-smelling homes never do. I'm not going to go to all 14 Mm because they're stupid. Not stupid, but you don't need to know. But here are some of them. They never forget to clean out the fridge. Oh. Oh I hate God these people then. already, to be honest. But anyway, you carry on. And don't forget to add in a container of baking soda or bicarb <laughs> to absorb other smells in the meantime.
0: It's a very smart move, but I always do forget.
1: They never leave their bed sheets on too long. Right. You've got to change the sheets. Yes, stinky, it's true, stinky. Actually. And there's nothing yeah. nicer than the smell of fresh sheets on a bed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't wash kitchen towels without bleach or bleach alternatives. So um, I think you do have to be a bit careful about your wipes. You know, they can really get a bit stinky after a while, can't they? Yeah.
0: And also. They suggest changing, changing them
1: daily. Tea That's towels, not to happen, often,
0: tea towels yes. often can smell a bit. <laughs>
1: Um, they don't leave wet laundry in the washer for more than a day. I think that's standard, basic. Standard, yeah. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? Um... They
0: don't let anyone smoke in the house. Well, no one smokes in the house anymore.
1: No. They don't throw food in the kitchen trash bin. Oh I mean, that's madness. Where else are you meant to throw it? Um this one was interesting they don't store leftovers in restaurant containers
0: oh oh she puts them in glass containers put them in a glass container it
1: stops them making the fridge smelly
0: yeah fair enough i suppose because if you're in plastic they can often just not be very you know Or i guess in america also they have a lot of those chinese takeout containers that are oh yes and stuff so yes yeah that wouldn't be so good
1: yeah and they don't go too long without opening windows i mean we're quite good here aren't we Yeah. yeah. Um, um, anyway, some little tips for you about keeping your house smelling right. nice. Right, and
0: also just spray some hideously expensive spray stuff. Also, house just have a friend
1: who buys you a room spray. Yeah, and then buy a glass house
0: candle or two. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Perfect. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, thanks for that, Claire. It's all right. um, okay. Now, what about this thing you were talking about? How to remember things or something.
0: <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's just this really interesting... Is this a what hurts now or not? Well, it could be, I suppose. Mm. But, like, so we could do what hurts now. Mm. My memory. My mm. memory is terrible. And that's mm-hmm. funny, actually, because I have work that I need to do at certain points of the week, and often I'll forget from one week to the next where I'm up to with things, you know. it's mm-hmm. just a... And I did notice the other day that, I often um, zone out when I'm talking to people about it because I think, oh, well, I can deal with that next week. What's that? Whatever. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so oh, hello. All right, friend. <laughs> um, so you have to sort of think that, that you need to pay attention when you're listening. It's not just whether or not when you're listening and also when you're doing something. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you just get out of the car in the car park and you go to mm-hmm. the shops... Chances are you might not remember where you park your car.
1: Never. Right? I can never remember. No.
0: And so you have to really think. So often now I literally have to go, P2? <laughs> yeah. Well, to take a picture. Oh, I take, a, take picture. a picture. Yeah, it's useful. Yeah. Um, but apparently, you know, but often you don't, right? So then you're just wandering around aimlessly going, I think it might yeah. be on this floor. I usually park on this floor. And then it's like that Seinfeld episode where they just can't find the mm. car forever. But, you know, you're awake for, say, 16 hours a day. You Your senses are sort of working, for, they say in the story, for 57,600 seconds. It's, and a lot of data gets in. So a lot mm. of it you can't remember. You have to really pay attention to it. And yes. There are things you can do like getting enough sleep, meditating, having a bit of um, caffeine, to which can yep. sharpen your mind and help you establish long-term memories. Um, they say you have to minimise or remove things that distract you. So really think about what it is that you are trying to remember and concentrate on that one thing.
1: So... Basically, all our attention spans are completely fucked. That's yes. what they're saying. So,
0: were well, they just saying that mm. we don't, our attention span doesn't really exist anymore. Like, what we're doing no. is we're so busy. We've got so much... Because we're so fragmented. In, it's yeah. not about not being able to remember it. It's just that you never yeah. paid attention to it in the first place.
1: But having said that, that today, Claire, I couldn't remember the word for porch. Right. Because a delivery was coming, and I was saying to the neighbour, "If if a parcel comes, can you check the... I wanted to say porch... Mm. And take the parcel in for me, and I couldn't remember the word porch. So, is that early dementia, or I think that's a different thing what is that? From,
0: from having a memory of things that you need to remember in terms of actions yeah. and things. If it's, yeah. I think words are just they just disappear from your head. That is a that is a memory thing, not an attention thing.
1: Mm.
0: Unless, okay. unless you saw something in the porch and then
1: couldn't remember where it was. In which case, it would be an
0: attention thing. Mm,
1: okay, I'm just going to continue to blame COVID, lockdown, stress, um, hormones.
0: Yeah, any of those things work as well. Okay, good. <laughs> hormones work very well. Very, yeah. very well.
1: Now look, Claire, let's do some beauty spot. Beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty spot. Beauty spot, beauty spot. I don't have any this week, but you've got a couple. Yes, now I wanted to
0: talk about this amazing shower oil I bought. Yeah. It's Bioderma. And it's called um, Attoderm Nourishing Shower Oil. Of course, I was completely taken in by an ad on Facebook.
1: But I mean, honestly, we're so gullible, aren't we?
0: <laughs> no. You know, someone who we know who listens to this podcast, he shall remain nameless, except he shan't. His name is Mark. Mm-hmm. He sent me a message going, Good, you buy a lot of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has a point,
0: Trini. Darling, said Trini, and but uh, it's true. But also, I feel like we're not. I'm not alone, and that it's a it's a very um you know it's a big problem. A lot of people have. But anyway, this Atoderm Mark, moisturising no nourishing shower oil, twenty four hour hydration contains niacinamide to nourish your skin and it's a big bottle of oil that you use in the shower and my god it has changed my skin but
1: is it for washing or just for for washing so you wash with it and then it leaves you with moisturizer yes oh that sounds like a good time saver
0: it smells delicious oh where would you buy it from from chemist warehouse you can only get it online i believe oh why is that i don't know I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can't buy it in there. Although I did go into Chemist Warehouse today and they didn't have any on the shelf. So, um, but it's just I don't know. It's just my skin's really dry, and I do use a lot of other things that work as well. But I was just very, very, very taken with this stuff, so I was going to recommend it because I think it's really good. And then the other thing that I've noticed is, you know how we haven't been able to do our nails um, in nail salons for four thousand yes. years. I noticed that there was this woman who, on Instagram, she's called The Broke Generation, and she was talking about how she's going back to just painting her nails with normal nail polish and then taking it off when it chips and putting some more nail varnish back on. And I thought, ooh. Revolutionary. (laughs) So I bought a couple of nail varnishes, and I bought one Kesta Black, which um, is Mm. supposed to be really good. Um, I thought, I'll just buy one bottle to see. So I bought this sort of beautiful nude. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yes, yeah, lovely. Um, but, oh, my God, it hasn't chipped. It's been on for three days. Wow. It hasn't chipped. It was so easy to apply. Dried really quickly. Life-changing. So, so did you
1: shape your nails and everything first? No, I
0: didn't. Oh. I just, I, I, but they've made Such it. It's funny because as soon as I painted my nails, after months of just having shabby old, you know, because mm-hmm. I had to bite my SNS off for a start. Oh, gosh. <laughs> at the start of lockdown. <laughs> Might as well just
1: chop your hands off.
0: <laughs> um, but as soon as I put proper nail varnish on that has stayed on and looks nice, I've been typing differently. I've oh. been feeling a little bit more done in the morning. Oh, it's amazing difference. Nails to not a really big deal. Anyway, so Kester Black, that's a nice brand. I think they sort of um, quite um, good for the environment. And eco. Stuff like quite eco, yeah.
1: Eco, well, that's good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, finally, Claire. Yes. I've got a big question. Big question. But it's also a bit of a working night to find a way to make a living. Yeah. The big question is Are you a self objectifier in your job? Do you want me to explain that?
0: Um, I want you to say it again because you cut out.
1: Oh, are you a self-objectifier in your job or career?
0: Right. Um, I don't know. Yes. Can you explain further, please?
1: So this came from um, an article in The Atlantic by Arthur C. Brooks, Mm -hmm. and the headline was, A profession is not a personality, and reducing yourself to any single characteristic, whether it be your title or your job performance, is a deeply damaging act. Mm. So. It's talking about if you self-objectify in a professional sense, you're treating yourself as an object to be viewed and evaluated but solely linked yeah. to work. Right. So I'll tell you if you are – so it's like you basically you're defined, you're defined by your job. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are. But let's see if you are. Answer these questions honestly, Claire. Okay. All right? Yeah. Is your job the biggest part of your identity? Is it the way you introduce yourself or even understand yourself?
0: Hmm. yes actually in that I mean no I don't know I don't mean I mean I think it's probably um uh more so than say my friends who have children or whatever but Mm. um I do think I do I don't introduce myself as hello I'm Claire I'm a journalist and podcaster content Um, creator (laughs) yeah I'm I'm a uh a digital <laughs> native not i'm not a digital native at
1: all um but do you find does, yourself sacri- yeah. sorry that i was going sense. on to the next question hmm. do you find yourself sacrificing sacrificing love relationships for work no no have you foregone romance um or friendship because of your career no no you? do you have trouble imagining no. Yeah. Do you have trouble imagining being happy if you were to lose your job or career? Does the idea of losing it feel a little like death to No, you? it
0: feels like absolute heaven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think about if it often. If you often affirmatively to any or all of these, recognise that you will never be satisfied as long as you objectify yourself. Your career or job should be an extension of you, not vice versa. And two practices can help you as you reassess your priorities, Claire. Right. First one is get some space. Mm-hmm. As in any unhealthy relationship, you need a break from it, voluntary or involuntary. Ooh. So that could be going on holiday, or it could mean like getting yeah. a new job. Space Sorry. provides perspective. <laughs> right, actually, that is
0: true, actually, nothing... isn't it? We have said this many times ourselves, actually, that you know sometimes you need to get out somewhere just to be able to see what was wrong with that place in the first place, what wrong with that job, and what it was doing to you. Because you don't really realise a lot of yes. the
1: time. Yeah. I think sometimes you can be very immersed in a in a company culture. or a role mm-hmm. or a culture um, and it, it might not be the most positive thing for you. Yeah. Um, number two, make friends who don't see you as a professional object. So it's basically you must have friends outside your professional circles. And I think journos in particular are really bad at doing this. Yeah. We just hang out with each other and we just talk endlessly about each other um, and the industry and we're so boring um so and I'm actually I'm actually trying to think if I've got any friends who aren't media and I you do, know I do very few
0: mm. I do I have friends who aren't media and um I tr- that's a good thing is, is a good thing although, yes. although you know I'm sure they think that all I do is talk about my work but you know, that's because that's, all, that's because I, I'm boring, not because I work in the media. <laughs> it's because I'm self-obsessed. Oh, hang on, that's the whole point of this thing. Mm. <laughs> yes.
1: So it says, don't just spend time away from work. Spend it with people who have no connection to your work. So I thought that was a really good tip as that well. That
0: is. We know what, my husband has no connection to my work, really. No. Um, oh, well, really? Well, kind of not. Well, speaking mm. of, we, should, we haven't talked about Celebrity MasterChef. Oh,
1: yes. Not that uh, it's in because it. Just because I haven't been watching it
0: so um, oh well I'd love to know what everyone thinks about it so maybe uh, we can just have a discussion on the PDAs at some point okay. and talk Do about it next week well they, I am enjoying it but they're all completely um overexcited so it's quite hard to watch it's but quite you would exhausting be. i know you'd be
1: overexcited
0: it's exhausting to watch them all and some of them are a bit cuckoo, and some of them are lovely and um but it makes me remember how much i think that Yim is really lovely for example and Um, it's nice to see people that you haven't really seen on TV before, like, um, Colette Dinigan. Yeah. It's sort of, that's kind of interesting. It's interesting from that perspective. Um, and also they can cook some really good food. Um, Mm. but it's nice. It's nice to have MasterChef back in my life.
1: Oh, you love a bit of MasterChef. I did actually watch, I forgot to tell you, I did watch Adam Lior and Poe. Oh yeah.
0: um, The the Malaysian. Malaysian
1: in Australia show. Mm. We watched the first episode, um, they were chopping up abalone, scooping out sea urchins. God, they were doing something to some lobsters. Um, <laughs> Tim, Timmy actually turned green and almost threw up and we had to stop watching it.
0: I <laughs> uh, just, just bringing up um, MasterChef again, Um, In episode two, Jock talks about this food type because Rebecca Gibney makes this cheese roll, which is apparently, like, very famous in New Zealand. So I apologise to all our New Zealand listeners for not knowing about it. He calls it scum lux, which just sums up all the food that I love. You know, so, like, Chico rolls but done in a posh way, like those spring rolls that that were famous in posh Sydney restaurants for a while and then...
1: yeah fish finger sandwiches
0: yeah making kind of scummy old yeah. sort of school food kind of luxe again and I thought oh yeah. I love that term scum lux.
1: Scum luxe it doesn't make it sounds like something um I'm going to use in the bathroom <laughs> it's the it's the pot to version. clean my shower yeah <laughs> you would have the scum luxe you would have the luxe version too <laughs> yeah I would I would you know me and my cleaning products <laughs> all right okay well thank you all very that. much um Come to the PDAs and have a little chitter-chatter, which is our online um, Facebook group. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, online Facebook group on the line, yeah. It's on the line. Um, (laughs) And we'll be back next week, I imagine. Yeah, for more fun and frolics. All right. right.
0: Well, lovely to see you, Claire. Lovely to see you too. Enjoy your hotel stay.
1: I will. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.